Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com/shek. Oh, good times surely await. In a matter of moments, the telephone will ring. Black Tie, the producer behind the glass, will answer it. And on the other end, I believe, will be Drew Brees, the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. Look forward to kibitzing with him. High times down there. They get Jairus Bird. The defense looks better. And here's a big prediction for you. Pierre Thomas is officially... Dave Damashek's one of his chief sleepers going into 2014. This is a guy who I've hailed for a few years now. And for whatever reason, based on the way Sean Payton likes to run his offense and get the ball to Darren Sproles, which you can understand when you watch how he's performed down there. Now he's up in Philadelphia, of course. Uh, Understandable that his carries would diminish a little bit. But Pierre Thomas is a true every down back, and he gets to be anything but that, really, because of the first-round draft pick that was spent on Mark Ingram a couple of years ago. Plus, like I say, Darren Sproles. I think Sean Payton is one of those guys who has the philosophy of four or five running backs just rotate them. But I think if Pierre Thomas gets let's say 20 touches a game, I think he'll be one of the big stars, at least from a fantasy perspective, and I think he has a a shot to be a real star in the real NFL. And remember, when they won that Super Bowl against uh, Peyton's Colts a few years ago, think about how dynamic a runner he was that season, and I think uh, there's more in store for him. So anyway, we'll kibitz with him, uh, Drew Brees, about Brandon Cooks and Jimmy Graham, all that stuff. In the meantime, let's say hello to a man who's got some good news. He's going to be hosting this Thursday on KLAA 830 ESPN Radio. Um, he'll give us some details on that later on. But uh, here he is, everybody. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fellow? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Sure, I, sure. I appreciate the cheap plug. And, yeah, we can talk about that a little bit later. But I will be on AM 830 this coming week, Thursday. Hopefully hosting. You, hosting, yeah. So hopefully you guys will tune in. But I did want to mention something at the top. You're talking about Pierre Thomas. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Robinson. 
Yeah, I know he had he's, a nice season. That's Bill Parcells. I think he'll up, jump Mark Ingram, in fact. Absolutely. Bill Parcells even called up Sean Payton and said, you have the next Curtis Martin on your team. Why aren't you using him more? And if you saw hmm. in that game against the Eagles, they used him a ton. That's the guy. I like Pierre. I'm with you. Pierre Thomas. Caught- he's a banger, and he's and, he, and he's nifty once he gets the right. ball. If it went, they love to get him the ball in the flat, sort of like they do Darren Sproles. But he's obviously much more rugged. But he's also elusive in a way that you don't anticipate. Right. He makes great plays when you get him the ball um, in some space there, and he doesn't exactly look like a guy who would. But maybe that's why he's so effective at doing it. But yeah, he's great. But the the good thing about Pierre Thomas is he catches the ball really well out of the backfield. Had close to eighty receptions last year. He should reach that number again. So if you play in PPR leagues, that's that's your sleeper. The guy right there. who had a couple of flashes last year was Mark Ingram, but he's an oh, enigma. Just... I wonder how much. The combo of Mark Ingram and Trent Richardson has spooked. Everybody talks about the, you know, it's a passing game now and running backs, uh, the value of running backs um, isn't what it used to be. Look at the fact that nobody really drafts a running back in the first round anymore. But recently, those are the two guys I think of when I think of first round drafted running backs. And since neither of them have panned out so far, maybe people are like, yeah, let's just wait anyway, because it's a dicey proposition to get one of those guys. Yeah, it makes sense. There's no real reason to go in, because if you looked at a lot of the guys that went late, and I don't really want to say late in the draft this year, but if you look at Terrence West, in Cleveland, he was a third round draft pick. He will be end up. Being, I know, yeah. He'll be the number one running back for them. And then there were some other nice Bishop guys. Sankey, for, Bishop who was Sankey. on us uh, on with us the last podcast, and uh, you can go back and tune that in. He was a delightful young man. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's a guy in a, another generation. Same thing for Carlos Hyde, who went to the Niners. Those guys would have been first round draft picks. Absolutely, and guys, even later in the draft. Marion Grice went to the San Diego Chargers, which seems a little ridiculous because they already have Ryan Matthews, Donald Brown, Danny Woodhead, and then you bring in Marion Grice, who will be able to do a lot of different things. A lot of the Darren Sproles-type things that they've been missing over the last couple of years. So he came, he went in. Tim Cornette was a, an undrafted free agent signed by the Arizona Cardinals, a guy I like there because they have Dre Ellington, they have Stephon Taylor, but that's it. So Tim Cornette can go in there. And again, these are guys who probably would have gone to the middle of the rounds last year, or about a decade ago. Now are going at the end of drafts, going undrafted. And you think of some of the top running backs who are in there right now. You think of Trent Richardson. And you could say he's been kind of a bust. He certainly wasn't very good for Indianapolis last year. And you look at some of the players. He's dreadful for Indy. Yeah, he yeah, better he, be better this year. That could be the end of his, uh, his NFL career. Certainly. And you look at some of the running backs who are doing really well. You look at Freddie Morris in Washington, sixth-round pick. You look at Marshawn. Shady was a second-round pick, he right? Was a or was second he a second-round guy. No, Did no, he no. slip to the third? No, he was second-round guy. Zach Stacy in St. Louis was a fifth- or sixth-round pick. Yeah. A lot of these guys just continue. Was Jamal Charles, did he go in the first round? I feel like no, he didn't. No, he was, he he was a second-round second guy. Um, so, yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, all right, so here's something else I wanted to say. You know, we talk Maybe a lot he about... the third. He might have gone third round. Everybody loves the NFC West. Here come the Cardinals, the Cardinals. Everybody, they've got third-round black tie for Jamal Charles. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so... Uh, uh, Two two of the top three are guys that didn't go in the first round at this point, uh, b- being Shady and Jamal Charles along with Adrian Peterson. Everybody's buzzing about here come the Cardinals. 
And if Sam Bradford, the same question mark for both the Rams and Cardinals, is at the most important position quarterback, those two things aside, though, I mean, the Rams' defense should be mighty. The Cardinals' defense, we already know, is mighty. And the pieces are interesting now with the Rams. And, of course, you have the the Seahawks are great. The 49ers, I think, have 37 pass catchers and 28 running backs right now, so they're, they at least have a lot of bodies. I think their offense has a has a great chance to be better than it's been, but the defense is going to regress. We'll see where that leaves them because Navarro Bowman, we'll see how he is, and Justin Smith is old, and Alden Smith, we don't know if, where, where he'll be. Uh, questions in the secondary, or at least at the corner spots there. I wouldn't be surprised if that defense is about mediocre, um, you know, about 15th in the NFL, but the offense should be great. Anyway, all this leads me to my point. Yeah, the NFC West will be good, but you know what division might be even better this year, Rank? The NFC North. The NFC North. I've made it clear. I think the Packers are going to go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, you know who's getting in their way? The Chicago Bears. Of course. That team is also loaded. Brandon Marshall signs his new deal on The View, which was very weird. But what a great... Well, he was raising money, too. So that I know. Was... Great guy fighting for a great cause. It's taboo. Um, but really, a uh, you know, as effective a pass catcher as there is. Now Alshon Jeffrey, of course. Martellus Benny. You know all the pieces... That are there, but then they add Jared Allen to that defense. Who's younger and had more sacks than Julius Peppers last year. They bring in Houston on the defensive line, too, to replace Henry Melton, which is probably an upgrade because of Melton's injuries and age. I mean, you know, listen, what's what's bad about this team? You know, they draft Kyle Fuller to, you know, Peanut Tillman's getting long in the tooth, but he's still good. Now you have Kyle Fuller to back him up. He'll I mean, start, yeah, he'll start as a nickel cornerback. But Bucky Brooks said that they have the best defensive secondary or the best cornerback duo there in Chicago. And then you add a guy like Kyle Fuller, who's very athletic and a lot younger. And, he's, and you start to look at that team a little bit differently. And like you said, Jared Allen. Then they drafted Ego. It's a health thing for me. It's a Jay Cutler uh, keeps getting hurt. Uh, some significant pieces keep getting hurt. For the like the last three or four years, the Bears get on a nice little roll, and then some significant injuries. Right. I know everybody has injuries, but the Bears have just been repeatedly decimated by it. Erlacher goes down. Melton and, and Briggs and all their, be- you know, and Cutler and so on. All their best players keep getting hurt. If they would stay healthy, including Cutler for one year, they uh, mm. if anybody could beat the Packers, it might be those Bears. Legit shot. And Will Sutton, the third-round draft pick out of Arizona State, I like him better than Ego Ferguson. Will Sutton can be dominating at times. And a lot of times these guys at Arizona Don't State... Don't hurt Ego's ego. Won't do it. I'm not I'm not saying that it's because Ferguson's bad, but Will Sutton is one of those guys that you kind of overlook. I know when Vontez Burfick was coming out of Arizona State, you know, he had his off-the-field problems that caused him to fall completely out of the draft. But ASU has these guys that just seemingly come out of nowhere and do very well. Um, so yeah, and the ba- and then the completed. I think at the very least, Mike Zimmer, you know, tends to put together some nice defenses, even if the cupboard is a little bit bare. So you would expect the Vikings' defense to be much improved on how lousy it was last year. You still have Adrian Peterson, T- Teddy Bridgewater, some really nice pass catchers. So that is an interesting team. And then you have um, then you have Detroit Lions, and you know who knows? Is the book closed on Indomitian Sue becoming a dominant player? I don't know. Ziggy Ansa in year two, a guy who was a, who was looked at as a project a year ago. Now he's in year two. Now Nick Fairley may or may not stick around for the long haul. Anyway, the point is the defense 
has some pieces, and the offense is positively loaded. It should be just about unstoppable with Reggie Bush and Golden Tate and, and now Eric Ebron. Egads, those are those should be some real weapons for Stafford along with Bush and, and Joyke Bell can, can pound it. So those are three teams that should really make a run at the playoffs, I would think. It's really the, the Bears, the Lions, and Packers, of course. I'm not saying the Vikings should make a playoff run, but... It seems like a lot of the great teams, or not even the great teams, but a lot of the good teams are in the NFC. You look at the AFC, you're like, ah, Denver, they're fine, they're ahead of everybody. And then nobody in the AFC really stands out to me as being good. But then when you look at the NFC and you start to think of who's going to make the playoffs, because somebody's not going to make it. It's a little Western Conference of the NBA-ish. There are going to be some really good teams that don't get in in 2014. There will be one, okay, one of the teams from the NFC East will get in there. That's fine. But then you look at, as you just mentioned, the NFC North. The NFC South, the Falcons could be a lot better this season. Tampa Bay is going to be a lot better this season with Lovey Smith down there. That defense is, start, is going to start to come I'm around. I'm telling you, Saints are going 13-3. and three. Saints are there. They're going to get then, the number one seed, I predicted before. And then all four teams in the NFC West are great. Not great. And, good. Well, you also, when you ran through the NFC South to prove your point, Carolina, almost you, you left them. off the reigning the, champion of the, the division. Yeah, and they, you know, they pick up some receivers there. Yeah, and the defense at least should be good again. Um, I disagree with you on this, and uh, Drew Brees is about to call in apparently, according to Black Tie. But real quick, the the um, thing on the AFC that occurred to me is I think that window of ease that Brady and Peyton have enjoyed lately is closing on them. I think I think the Houston Texans are going to be much improved. The Colts, I know they didn't have a great draft, according to most people, but I do like the pieces there. Andrew Luck, with his collection of pass catchers this year, should be just about unstoppable, um, at least in, in terms of racking up points. I don't know if the defense will stop anybody. And that whole AFC North is really intriguing now. The Bengals are loaded still. The Ravens, very quietly, have oh. had a terrific offseason. And think about Joe. They, they've transitioned essentially. I don't know if it was informed by Ray Rice's um, elevator deeds or not, or maybe it was the performance of Bernard Pierce and Rice combined last year. But for whatever reason, it would appear they're transitioning away from being a pounded kind of team into a throwing team now. With Joe Flacco, they built they built up the twenty million dollars. They built up yeah, the weapons they, around the twenty million dollar man. Now well, they mean, redid the line though, and getting rid of Michael Orr, who is nothing but a problem for them, is right. a huge upgrade. And plus, their their draft is just ridiculous. When you look, C.J. Mosley falls to them. Like, of course, who else would fall to him? Timmy Timmy Jernigan, who a lot of people had as a first-round draft pick, actually going to the Bears at number 14. But he was a projected as a first-round guy. He goes to them in the second. And you just see it. Ozzie Newsom just seems to find a way to pull all these guys out in the draft. That You just assume, even some of the guys you might not be familiar with, I know they drafted this kid, from Coastal Carolina, a running back, he's probably just going to be dynamite. I know, but just because it's Ozzy. But but you know, even more importantly, Owen Daniel and uh, Owen Daniels and um, and Dennis Pitta and Tory Smith and Steve Smith. Who else? They got another wide receiver, didn't they? They got they brought in somebody else. Maybe oh, maybe I'm thinking of Owen Daniels. Either way, right. they I mean that's a legit uh, passing attack. Legit now. two tight end attack with him and Dennis Pitta, Steve Smith, Tory Smith. And assuming Ray Rice is out there, he uh, is, you know, a nifty pass catcher out of the backfield. All right. Now, black tie dial, or he's calling in in just a second here. All right. Let's wait for that right now. Here he comes, everybody. Drew Brees. 
All right, Rank, this is good. One of the very best, not just currently in the NFL, but one of the all-time greats to ever play the position. Things are looking up for him down in uh, Enola, too, with uh, his new pass catcher, Brandon Cooks. Let's talk about it all courtesy the Can-Am Spider. It's Drew Brees. What's happening, man? Nothing. How's it going? Uh, not, you know, listen, we're excited to be talking to you. And like I say, I feel like uh, you're probably in high spirits these days. You get Jairus Bird in free agency. Now you get Brandon Cooks. Did you have the ear of the decision makers there in New Orleans to say, hey, get me a, a, get me a, a new wide receiver. I need a new toy to play with. I think that's a given that every quarterback likes fast wide receivers that can catch the ball and make plays. <laughs> that's, uh, that's always number one on our list. But no, um, Listen, uh, I've got complete trust and, and confidence in, in Sean Payton, Mickey Loomis, our entire um, scouting department when it comes to going and getting players, whether that's in free agency or the draft. They've done, they've done a phenomenal job of that. A guy like Brandon Cooks, uh, you know, I've heard nothing but great things about him, not just as a player, his talent level, his skill set, but also his character. And I'm really looking forward to, to working with him um, and you know, building that rapport, as is extremely important when it comes to a quarterback-wide receiver connection. How quickly does he need to get into the mix with you guys down there? Well, I mean, listen, the more time you can have, the more time on task, uh, the, the, the better. And so, you know, between now and, you know, our first game, we're going to have so much time together uh, throughout OTAs and mini camps and training camp practices and such that, um, you know, I'm confident that a lot of things will come up where, you know, we'll be able to get on the same page. He's a guy, from all accounts, that absolutely loves football, um, extremely smart, intelligent, wants to learn, wants to be great. So I know he'll be in his playbook, and, and I know we'll have that time together on the field where you know, we can work through some of those nuances that, that are in our offense. You talk about chemistry that you develop uh, over some time with your pass catchers. I can't imagine that anybody has a greater affinity for, for a pass catcher than you have with Jimmy Graham. Be honest. No jive, Drew Brees. How easy is it? Do you ever say in the huddle, hey, Jimmy, just go about uh, 20 yards out. I'll just throw it up. They're not going to be able to stop us. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when you need a play, um, he's definitely a guy who can go do that for you. I mean, the fact of the matter is he's six six two seventy, and so even if you're standing right next to him, there's no defender that's mm-hmm. that size, at least not one that can run with him. And so, you know, there's a place where you can throw the ball where he can get it, and nobody else can. Bottom line. Is there any you thought you know? Obviously, you're the trigger man here, and you got all those nice pass catchers. But have you since the playoff game up in Seattle? Have you talked to Marcus Colston and said, "Listen, man, there's a reason why I'm the one throwing the football after the after his uh, attempted lateral on the last play." Yeah, of the game I know there. the play you're talking about. Here's the thing: that was a design play. That is exactly what we had intended him huh. to do. Was I, I throw him the ball, and then he throws it across the field to one of our running backs. Um, the problem was is that. He was not able to get the depth on his route that, that you know, we had kind of scripted because a defender was there. Um, you know, we were closer to the end zone than, I think, ideal, you know, ideally in that situation. You know, really you would want more room so that he can catch it and then have time to throw it backwards, you know, laterally um, or as a lateral to a running back. But, unfortunately, he was a, you know, had to be shorter on his route, therefore the running back was already past him, and so – you know, it looked like a, a weird play, but it was the play design. I love it, Drew Brees. What a team guy you are. You could have thrown Colston. You could have taken some jabs at him, and instead you defend him. I li- I, that oh, says a great deal about you there. Now make another choice for us. I see you're in NOLA hanging out with uh, Matthew McConaughey and Brad Pitt having beers up high in the balconies and everything. Simple question for you. Brad Pitt or Matthew McConaughey? Who's more handsome? 
Uh, well, I know this. Uh, you know, Matthew and I uh, partner up on a charity event here in uh, in, San, uh, in uh, New Orleans every year. Um, for the last three years, it's called the Amazing Race, and uh, we actually do a, a scavenger hunt throughout the French Quarter, and that's why Matthew and I were, were sitting up on the, uh, mm. the balcony. Uh, we were uh, uh, basically actors in in the race. Um, and so it's a three-hour kind of, you know, tour through New Orleans for a lot of the people that come participate in it. It raises a bunch of money for our foundation. And then we did a Kenny Chesney concert at the House of Blues that night. But Brad Pitt just happened to be on the balcony right across the, the street because his charity event was also uh, on Saturday night as well. So he raised a bunch of money for his foundation, the Make It Right Foundation, and all the work that he's doing in the Lower Ninth Ward. But, um, uh, no, those are, those are two good guys to know. They're, uh, they're obviously extremely successful actors, but... Uh, guys that care about you know the New Orleans community and bring their foundations down here to, to do great work so we love we love it when people come down and, and take that uh, interest in, in our city oh listen any chance I get to get the NOLA I know that's the best place to visit in uh, all the no U.S. of A. Uh, last thing you say uh, traveling and all that tell us about the Can-Am Spider this is a ride that I think I would like and I think my mom would actually let me do it too oh yeah yeah, no, yeah. well it, she she should. Um, it's uh, you know what, what what really drew my attention to this is you, you're getting kind of the exhilarating open air ride, but with the stability and control because of the Y frame design, um, the two two wheels in the front and the one in the back, and you know it's something that I'm contractually forbidden from riding right now, but hmm. you know I sure would love to, and just because I can't do it doesn't mean you you can't you know so um, uh, I think that was the fun and creative thing about you know doing the commercial was that, uh, you know, I had to be very specific about, you know, what are the, the stipulations in my contract, and yet, you know, I have friends who, who, who own Can-Am Spiders, a former teammate who absolutely loves it, and I actually knew about them before, you know, they approached me about, you know, a, a partnership in this thing. So, you know, that was, uh, that was kind of the fun part in, in putting the whole commercial together and, and, the, and the video was, um, you know, my love for it, and yet the fact that I'm contractually forbidden from doing it right now. All right, well, maybe you could ride on the back. I'll I'll right. do the uh, driving, and you can uh, right, you can I'll just the, the ride along program. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think I don't know. We'll check with the Saints I and see if that. that's cool. Dave, I say you and I get a couple of those. We start here in Santa Monica. We drive the I-10 all the way down to Jacksonville, making a stop in New Orleans. Oh, there are too many stars right. between Pitt, and McConaughey, and Breeze. Now, <laughs> now Rank and Damashek. It's too much star power for one city. <laughs> all right, listen, Drew Breeze, have a great. Uh, have a great uh, summer here as you get ready to go in 2014 and what I expect is going to be another gangbuster season for you down there. And uh, thanks for the time, man. I guess. Thank you. Thanks, right, The Can-Am Spider, by the way, one more time. It's it's cool because it kind of looks like a motorcycle, except right? it's got the two wheels on the back. No, it's on the front. Oh, I mean, the two wheels are two on, wheels the on the front and the one in the back. Right. Either but way, in, this is one I could ride. But in some of the commercials, they'll be driving past some dudes on a motorcycle, and the mm -hmm. motorcyclists are like, thumbs up. I bet that's never happened. Well, but right. But my mom would give a thumbs up to me. Oh, because absolutely. Because she wouldn't let me on a chopper. She always told me that my, uh, you know, my earliest that's, memories are no motorcycles for you. Well, that's the problem with driving in L.A. is like my car almost gets hit about three times a day. And you want to be, you know, you got to have a little bit of maneuverability because you don't want to be run over. You know what they don't, uh, you don't see in real life enough? I think I've seen it once in my life, but you see it a lot more in the movie is the uh, sidecar. <laughs> what's that called on a motorcycle? The I little sidecar thing? I think it's called the sidecar. Oh, well, then perfect. See? Um, I, I don't think I've a seen more than once named. anybody riding along in that. We should see more of that. Isn't that what a is, nice idea? What is worse? Is it is it worse to be sitting in the sidecar or riding um, behind 
the driver with your I hands around their waist. I have no shame in admitting to you. I'm sure you'll be surprised to learn. I have no shame in admitting. On many occasions when I was in college, one of my friends had a uh, motorcycle. I had no compunction about jumping on the back of that. The wind in my hair, as Drew Brees it said. Just, you know what? The, the problem is, is I don't know about anything about it being emasculating or anything like that, but just not having the control. Like you were, Somebody else has control of the bike. You don't. All you have is that person's waist. Yeah, and it's but, not a comfortable feeling, right? That, I agree that's with scary. Rick on this one. It's but if not, you ride, if like, you ride the side saddle, saddle, then then it's emasculating. It's like if you have, if you put both legs nah. on one side, then it's no good. But you I kinda, think it's okay. It's you no have a good kind of either King way. of England type of feel. It's You're no, just sitting sidecar. Like oh, I can't sidecar is better. Yeah, yeah, I, that's the way. Over I it. don't know. In a way, couldn't you make a case that you're sort of like royalty? I can't be bothered to do the toiling. Let the, in, let uh, an underling do that, the, and I'll just hang on. In the sidecar. Yeah, well, the sidecar ain't bad. Oh, you're, yeah. you're a joker when you're hanging on behind some dude's... When you're holding on to some dude's waist, Yeah, that's not a good look for a man. It's not a good look. Not at all. It's, no. like, it's like Braun Stark from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Whatever mm. that means, it sounds yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's in fact, that's why I just said that it seems like royalty, Black Tie. Yeah, that's right. Braun, uh, Come on. Are we, we're not going to talk Brand about Stark. Brand, yeah. Brand, Brand Stark. Stark. Right. Don't get them confused. There's yeah. Brienne. There's Braun, there's, there's Brienne, Braun, and there's Bran. Right. Is, is Game of Thrones from pre-1995 and Black Tie got confused there for a moment? That's why they mixed it up? No, in the last yeah. episode, though, Brienne of, of uh, Tarth does uh, wheel around in a Can-Am spider. Can which we? is weird. <laughs> it was like, why, where did that come from? What why product not? placement? What a why weird... You, they have a dragon, right? Yeah. I've seen the commercial. They have some dragon? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what is this show? They have three. Oh, my God. There are three, God. in fact. I've seen it once, and I didn't fancy it. Ah, uh, you know what? You got to power through that. I didn't I... love. I didn't love the supernatural stuff uh, myself right out of the gate. But matter yeah. of fact, has there ever been a show that you've watched from the first episode and been like, "I'm all in"? Because I have with the Shield. Funny, yeah. That's Sons a good of question. Anarchy. Yeah, that's a tough standard. A if you times... said I have to love the pilot in order to continue watching, that's too much to ask of a, of of almost a Mad Men. I loved Mad Men. Yeah, imme- that's immediately. a good one. Yeah, I yeah, loved yeah, that. I loved perfect. it from the first scene on. If I you ever, if you go ahead and go to the uh, the nerdist Chris Hardwick from his Twitter, the feed. Sopranos pilot is is exceptional. That's fantastic. The Ferris Bueller TV show pilot, unbelievable. <laughs> the nerdist, no, the nerdist tweeted it out yesterday. It's hilarious. One of the greatest drop offs in television history from pilot to second episode was in I think it was ninety eight or ninety nine ish. Jay Moore was in a sitcom called Action. Action. He was a Hollywood agent. Sort of playing off of you know a lot of you know a more um, uh, you know exaggerated version right, of right. his character from what was it Bert Sugar Bob Sugar yeah uh, Bert Bob Sugar Bert Sugar's the old boxing guy and then Bob Sh- then he was Bob Sugar but either yes. way yes it was sort of an extension of that and it's a great well, didn't I remember that script I that. first moved to L A I remember that script was making the rounds. In fact, that was even before I got to L.A. Every, that script was, oh, this action script is going to change television. It's so edgy. The, the, uh, the big scene in that one was Jay Moore being pitched by another agent, um, a guy who you don't know who he is. Oh, everybody in, in the world knows his face. They, you know, everybody knows who he is. People will definitely want, be interested in whatever he does next. Everyone will hang on the edge of their seat for a, a movie or a TV show. And it turned out it was O.J. Simpson was the joke of that. That to show you the edge of it. Um, edge uh, is a pun not intended. 
Oh, yeah. I, but either way. Pun intended. Yeah, no, I call it out sometimes. That would have yeah. been great if, it, yeah. if you Pun intended, intended I mean, Pun yes. intended, because that, um, that was good. I'll just edit that out. Yes, thank you, Black How Tiger. dare you? Um, but yeah, action was great. The pilot was spectacular, but then after that, it uh, immediately went to junk. I'm trying to think. Other great pilots. Um, yeah, sometimes, a lot of shows, you go back and you watch... The, I, I, the whole first season of The That's Simpsons it. just about is, you, you you know, if you're if you jumped in around season four, you can't sit and watch The oh, Simpsons. If, if we're talking, if we're talking first seasons of shows. First season, that's I, different. Yeah, I'm going to drop one for you. 24, Revolutionized TV. Never watched 24. First season, Revolutionized TV. It was like nothing you'd ever seen before. I've never seen here. Like Black Tie, here's that. Uh, let's flip it now. Black Tie, we like to do, has Black Tie seen it? The producer who loves movies but has only seen four movies in his life. I'll tell you, I love TV, and yet here's some seminal TV shows I've never seen. Uh, that one. Which one? 24. 24. I've never seen Simon and Simon. I've never seen Murder, She Wrote. Um, I don't know if I, I've I, ever sat through an entire episode of Barney Miller. I have, have a feeling, <laughs> I have a feeling that the large majority of our audience is like, never heard of it. Never heard of it. Really? Never heard Simon and Simon? Yes, a little bit. Simon and Simon. Well, everybody Murder, knows Simon and Simon because they know what's his name Nobody. from ga- from uh, House of Cards. Have you ever seen Simon and Simon? I know it. I've never seen it, though. Okay, I, do you, But you've heard of it? Yes. I okay, have. I stand corrected. Do you watch House of Cards, uh, I Black saw Tide? up to eight episodes into season one. Then it's I pretty stopped. Pretty good. Pretty good. The uh, pi- that's a good pilot, too. The fir- it the didn't sec- grab me. It gets a little soap opery in you the second season watch, for my taste. And yes. season two is about to start up pretty soon. Orange is the New Black. Uh, it's a different type I of know. show. It looks but good. It's... I've heard uh, I've heard watch. good things. All right, uh, let's uh, bring him in right now here, Black Tie, with uh, with a little bit of music as he deserves here. It's been a week or two, probably two weeks at least, since we kibitzed with him here on the podcast. All the way from England, he's our Dolphins uh, resident fan here. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. Hello, Handsome. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. It's been a long time. You're right. I, How long's I, it been? I think, well, it was probably the week before the draft. We went to New York. You guys decided to take a horse and carriage, and that was pretty much the last time I've seen you. Mm. Yeah, that was a uh, what a wonderful time it was with Eric it Decker. Sounds like it was great. Daniel Jeremiah and Adam Rank. Sorry yeah. you couldn't make the trip with us. Yeah, yeah. But we did continue. Just a heads up. Hank was last with us on the NFL Schedule 360 breakdown. Wow. Our most wow. listened to podcast. It's a long, long time ago. That's our most listened to no, podcast? No, one of our most. It's third most, actually. That's what I bring. That was number three. Number two, you want, you want, want to know what number two was? Please. Bishop Sankey episode. My main man, Bishop Sankey, last week. Top Black one Tie, if you miss that one, Handsome, Black Tie fell very much in love with Bishop Sankey, the new running back of the Tennessee Titans. Body language star. related? I don't know what that, it was, but he was tweets. really smitten. Great guy. Right. Um, that's number two. Most mm-hmm. I, we all know ever. what number one is. Number one, still the playing cast of all time. Never, but never the carriage cast. So the carriage cast did not place. It, win, place, or it, show. It was kind of like the Iron Man 2 to our playing cast. It didn't <laughs> quite meet expectations. But, it, 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 but you have to look at it. It had a lot of video, too. It had what the playing cast didn't have. It was bigger. It was I like see. Hollywood. You know, it was want to get bigger. I don't, I don't think we batter, could have shown video but, in the plane. 
I think that probably wouldn't have been allowed. Censored. By the way... Shame um, the devil if the commissioner saw what was going on in the back of that airplane as we flew from from New York City after the Super Bowl back to Los Angeles. Yeah, I think we'd all be out of a job, or at least a couple of us. There's photos of it. Rank didn't have pants on. That was ridiculous. By the way, Black Tie, we've come up with a, a new podcast as well. While we were in New York, Dave and I decided that we went out on one of our um, famous meals together, mm-hmm. and we decided that the next one might be um, Dave Eats an Entire Chicken. Yes, that was the news I was going to share. Oh, I apologize. Was as the culinary, no, as the culinary tour across the United States, and hopefully by the end of 2014, even beyond, let's cross the Atlantic and, uh, and uh, sample some of the fare over there in London, either in front of or after one of those football games that's going to right. be played over there this this autumn. Um, but, yes, Handsome and I, late one night, found our way in looking for a place to watch. What game was it? We were we looking, were looking for to a ball watch game. the Penguins-Rangers game. Oh, that's I was, right. I, was I don't want to talk about that. I was desperate that. to watch that, that hockey out. game. Yeah, that didn't work were out you? so well. Yes. Um, well, one of us was, and now, in hindsight, I feel sad about the uh, just the mere mention of that series, but anyway, just real quick, just to pull back the curtain a little bit too on the on the plane cast. That was, podcast was so off the walls. There's actually a bit with Akbar that gets gets completely cut out because of how crazy. Luckily, it was. It was you cut out you stuff cut with out Akbar, Akbar? Yeah. Baja Miller. Yeah. Why? That was it was the biggest star at NFL media. We had to cut it out. You know, it's it where was is too it? off the walls. You know, is Akbar it was like the red band version of the plane cast? It was. Can we yeah. can we have a uh, can there be like a DVD extra or something? Oh. Maybe. Hey, I'm not Akbar. sure that <laughs> after I'm not sure Akbar, that story that Akbar told then needs to be in the public domain. He um, is the number. Like, is he not the number one guy here? He's. I believe <laughs> he's, he's the planet. number one guy. Okay, maybe. Okay, maybe Eisen's still number one. But Akbar, is, he, is he bigger than Deion Sanders? Too? A little bit. He's planning a comeback. What is an Deion, NFL comeback? I think. What is Akbar is on American Ninja Warrior. What else does Deion do? He shows up for three hours on a Sunday. I don't know know, that Dion has to do anything else is kind of the point. But the kids know who Dion Sanders is anymore? I guess he was in a commercial. Well, when you're right, you're right. Who's better known? Dion Primetime Sanders (laughs) or KGB's brother? Yeah. (laughs) Do people know Dion like the kids today? If I ask my nieces and People don't know who KGB is at this point, but they all know. I'm listening. I love Akbar. Akbar Akbar is actually on Primetime. Primetime just called himself Primetime. Interesting. All right. Fair point. Listen, he's an no American. bigger fan of Baja Miller than uh, than than I. But I don't I think just, that's the case. I'm a great <laughs> fan of his. Apparently a, not. You're you're promoting Deion Sanders. I'm merely he's try- a commercial actor. He's like I'm not Flo. being influenced by my personal feelings. I am merely stating what seems to be a pretty uh, empirical fact that that Deion Sanders is maybe a bigger star. It Leon, is understandable, maybe. right? Deion comes in here the whole time. He's a big part of the podcast. Dave, of course, is gonna, I know. Na- naturally is going to defend Enamored, him. Of course. When's the last time Baja B. Amilla's shadow saw the door of Studio well, 66? It was, actually, actually, it was actually on the plane cast when yeah, we the cut plane cast. <laughs> when he was <laughs> it's funny. I'm actually texting him right now. To, uh, we're trying to set up a little basketball game. Sheck, you should come out. Show off your free throws. A score. basketball yeah. game, you say? Yeah. When's this going to be played? I'm trying to get a, myself, Akbar, Cal Montgomery, who does sideline for the Clippers. He's also trying to get some hoops in. So if you want to come out and play, guys, where you're at Staples Center? I don't know. Still in the works. Really? All right. Listen, it. I'd love to hit the hardwood. Wait, let's do it. I'd love. To. Yeah. Why didn't you invite Ray? Why can't I play? Everyone can jump in. I'm in. Speaking of sports, what about the World Cup podcast? Are we doing that or what? 
speaking about sports on a sports podcast. Um, yeah, listen, ironically I'm open enough, to the idea. T- I initially rejected it, but I yeah. do think it is the world's most popular sport after just all. To, yeah, just pull back the curtain. Dennis Audi threw out the idea on Twitter. He's a big fan, big listener. He says, Zach Ty, a.k.a. the ghost and an NFL, NFL ATL's producer, and myself should do a Walker preview podcast where Damashek is the producer. You know, Hank can jump in on this, too. We have Andrew Luck, who's a big soccer fan. Like, being fun time. Oh, can Andrew I, Luck's going to chime in as well. Terrific. I, I on the, uh, just talking about. This, Let's get on, Pele as well. On my way back from New York, I got in a cab in Manhattan to go to the airport, and um, the the cab driver. I I don't know why I always get kind of crazy cab drivers. So he wanted to talk. He was like, "What, <laughs> so you, what, what have you been exactly? What have you been doing in New York?" I told him I was at the NFL draft. He was. I let's say I'm guessing he's from Pakistan, and he said, "I I don't understand the NFL. I've tried to, but I love soccer." So I thought, okay, well, it's 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to try and relate to you. So I said, um, oh, what, t- what team do you like? And he, he thought about it for about a minute in the front. And he goes, I really like Brazil. They're really good. And I said, wait a second, but do you like a club team? And he goes, no, 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 no. I like soccer a lot, but I only like watching the World Cup. It's every four years. He can't like soccer that much. Well, I have to but say... isn't it like the Olympics? Like, I love watching right, the Olympics like swimming. It would be like saying, I love watching um, track and field. I really like America in the Olympics. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, right. so, all right, but yes, but that is such a, other than right. that. I got to tell you, there is a massive disconnect between um, the way. I mean, obviously, you you know that uh, Americans tend to view the world narcissistically more, more that, so yeah. than more, more so than most of the citizens of Earth. And the disconnect for us is we know nothing about track and field but it's uh, you always hear about soccer but track and field is monstrously big everywhere else huh no no <laughs> no i thought it was a massive <laughs> I hope, thing I hope then how wasn't. is carl lewis a, a multi multi-millionaire it wasn't from the u.s i hope that wasn't where you were going to take that story you no, saying both all those guys how are they all so well, massively but, wealthy if they're not making their fortune in out in uh the u.s well they're making their fortune through the fact that their shoes are sponsored by someone no, no, no. I'm talking about that they go and they do things in Asia and well, stuff like that. Yeah, there's like, it's like tennis. I don't think tennis is like massively popular anywhere in particular. No, but it's that's because that America isn't good at tennis anymore. We don't have any... America doesn't churn out many good tennis players. What were you saying about Americans being massively narcissistic just now? That's what, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's proving my point. America... The, uh, interest in tennis diminishes when any viable champion... Uh, is isn't isn't a local? I mean, isn't isn't an American? Of course. What do we care about? That's how America behaves itself. Oh, Rafael Nadal. The only the only exception to that is more and more so. In fact, it's it's a great thing over the last quarter century. All of American based professional leagues involve foreigners more and more. I mean, right. obviously the NHL always has and. Coincident or ironically, is now going more American than it ever has. But the NBA is going, you know, to the seven mm-hmm. corners of Very the global. earth. What is it? The four corners of the earth? Well, there's normally four corners to something, aren't there? I don't know. What? The, I, the no, six not an octagon. <laughs> not an octagon. We're going to the thirteen corners of the earth. Wait, normally. So your contention is normally. Things have four corners. I don't. I mean, I haven't thought about this. I'm not. I'm <laughs> the what phrase, about a triangle? The is four quarters. That's four what I'm asking about. That's all I'm asking. Listen, don't take this show off the rails. All right. I'm Before sorry, I forget yes, anything don't, else, don't do that don't now. Do that. Make sure I want to make mention of this. Um, make sure you tune in. Depending on when you're listening to this podcast, May 
the 22nd, Thursday, rank. What time are you going to be on 8.30 ESPN Radio? K-L-A-A. A.M. 8.30, 6 to 9 a.m. on the Pacific. 6 a.m. 6 a.m. I'll catch the What's last happening? 20 what minutes or so. I'm co-hosting, or I'm co-hosting, I'm hosting for Travis Rogers, who's taking a day off. Wow. So they, they've, they've enjoyed my turns as a regular guest of the Travis Rogers show. And so they said, hey, come on in. He's going to take a vacation day. Do you mind coming in, sitting in for a few hours? I said, of course. Did you so invite Black Tide to produce? I have not. <laughs> that what? was one that of my seems s- weird. I thought you guys were kind of. <laughs> that I'm was sorry, one of my stipulations on that. I shouldn't have laughed so hard about that. It's weird to have a producer who's actually contacted me more than 20 minutes in advance of the show. <laughs> Wait, you said contacted what are, 20 what are, minutes in advance. What are of some the of the things you would like to talk about, and who are some of the guests you would like to line up for this? I thing? sat in. I co- I hosted. Uh, uh, for the Adam Carolla podcast a few weeks ago when Carolla was shooting his movie. Mm-hmm. And get ready, you are going to be positively floored <laughs> when you bring something up but you don't know the exact numbers on it. I bet you, if your experience is similar to mine, 30 seconds or so later, your producer will send you an email or like drop in, like the actual the number is 1,493 or like, so whatever Oz, it is. Ozzie oh. Smith had the winning home run in the 85 NLCS. Oh, yeah. God, the producer's giving me in. Info? I've got Ozzy Smith on the phone now. <laughs> He's going to join us. Um, Guys, no, that, man, we'll this get show this. would lose its charm if we had all that. There is some rambling. I'll let you guys figure it out. I'm that coach who just lets you figure I it out. I think, listen, <laughs> just like, like Teddy Rick, Bridgewater. He's Rick Adelman. He just rolls the ball out there. <laughs> I don't call timeouts if you guys go on a 12-0 run. You know? I'll let you guys figure it out. That's great. That's like Bob Knight. Also, yeah. another uh, sports analogy is like Teddy Bridgewater. There's a lot of talk now. Listen, this guy's got a nice skill set, but... Can he throw the football with enough force to cut through the northern winds that he has to play in up in the NFC North going forward here? That's a big, you know, when he goes into Chicago or Lambeau, what's he going to do? I, well, I, I, by the way, I agree with that. When people are wringing their hands over that, yeah, it's two games. That's exactly eight, right. He has at least nine dome games a There's a chance season. that even if you're based in uh, in Houston that you might have to go north and play a game when it's cold outside. That's everybody. Yeah, yeah. right. I, I, I think that's a little overstated. Either way, that's... The question mark about him. How about Damashek as the host of this show having to having to do it with a producer who doesn't like the show? You know, that's talk about what I have to overcome right. for once. Duress. How, yeah, that's yeah. right. How, how do you think I like that? Extend- Black Tie greets me each day with a review of my tweets. <laughs> Come on, I, I didn't think that one was funny, man. I, I, no jive. I think some of the stuff you do is funny, but a lot of the other stuff I'm going to tell you when I don't like it. Like I didn't ask you if you. I don't need your negative criticisms. You can never be accused of being a system podcast host. Right. You're not a pro. It's not like, a, you know, his no. show is so well produced. No. I'm he like can Johnny only, Football. He Call can me only. David Podcast from now on. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Listen, here's something I want to kibitz about real quick. Uh, with Black Tie, I'll need your brain power on this as well. Uh, and uh, Handsome, jump in here. In fact, it's your idea. Is the guy in the most recent Game of Thrones? This is not a spoiler alert, everybody. Handsome, you may. I said to you, or you said you, you you really can't. I don't want you to have to hang in if you don't uh, want to endure this. Um, 
Actually, though, this is the sort of thing that you do often at NFL.com. You you take pop culture and I love it. blend it with pro football, except that you don't watch Game of Thrones. So in this particular case, you can't contribute. But anyway, Handsome, you pointed out to me that the mountain, the guy who plays the mountain who's going to be in the big fight, one-on-one right. duel to the death, um, that this guy who they've cast is six foot nine in real life, and you found four hundred pounds. He's four hundred pounds, and he would appear to not have any. Uh, you know, most four hundred pounders have, are about half. I think fifty percent body fat. Not this case. This guy is just is just brawny muscle. He's six foot nine, and you showed me a video of him throwing washing machines. Apparently, that's his uh, he's, trick. He's Icelandic, and apparently on on Iceland TV, this is a, a popular show. He went on there and did feats of strength, and, and one they of them, painted him green. They painted him green, so to he would do look, it, like, look the like the Hulk. And one of them was, <laughs> and I, I, I would, maybe they've got a dishwasher sponsor or something, but one of them was picking up a dishwasher or a washing machine and throwing it as far as he could. Still in the bubble wrap, by the way. That he that. It would have arrived in newly from the store. Um, I so, wonder if they sent it back again and said, you know what? We plumbed this in and it just doesn't work. <laughs> um, so you had the – so I and we were talking. I said, why wouldn't a team take a run at him? If Don Draper can sign those two Indian pitchers, surely someone in the NFL would be interested in a six foot nine guy who's obviously fairly athletic. And then you pointed out, oh, the Indianapolis Colts apparently did take a look at him right. at one point. So then that led you to say, why don't you – do all the positions on a pro, on the pro football field here and apply the characters of Game of Thrones. So let's talk about that. But are you going to take like a bunch of Dan Hans's suggestions and then not give him any credit for it? <laughs> yes, yes, that's that would be way. the best. That's my that's way. How Dave does things. <laughs> that's why I do. That's why I do everything. Yeah, yeah of course. Dan. I love when people tweet me good ideas and then I always send them yeah. the disclaimer. Yes, we will use this, and no, you will get no credit. Right. For oh, it. never. And yeah. then also uh, when they complain, you block them and yes. report them as spam. That's right. Good luck. Where's your? <laughs> yeah, how, who are you going to complain to right. now? You know, now you're blocked. You're 142 followers. Yeah. Good, good luck. Let's and, see if and they the make Twitter, a case. The Twitter stormtroopers <laughs> are hunting you down. <laughs> I give credit where it's due. Shame the devil if I don't. I'm not one of these thieves. Now listen, we got to talk about that. But real quick, to finish where we started 20 minutes ago. Handsome and I went to watch the Penguins and Rangers for the culinary tour. Are you serious right yes, now? Yes, I'm serious because <laughs> we're finishing now. something. <laughs> I have to get back to this. All right. I'm improvising David Podcast, right? Sorry. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I, I'm zigging because uh, everybody else is zagging. Now, Handsome, you yes. and I went into, we found a place. Do you remember the street, 60? No, no, 50, 54th. Something like that, and like sixth, somewhere around yep, there. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, we fa- we 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 found our way into a very nice French joint, and you had uh, moule frites. I had moule frites, and um, I had something else delicious to start with, and I don't remember exactly what it was, mm-hmm. but it was very good. Yeah, and I had uh, some fish thing. Oh, I tell you, what, I had onion soup, French onion oh, soup, yeah. a lot of cheese, about. Two I inches, some of that cheese about away. two inches of yeah. cheese melted onto the top. Um, and then Chris Law, the producer of the Rich Eisen podcast, somehow found his way in there, and he ordered up a chicken that looked just positively divine. Now, I love those rotisserie chickens, you know, mm-hmm. the big ones that you get with the big crusty skin on the outside and everything. He ordered it up, and I casually mentioned, oh, I could eat that whole thing by myself because it's made. They, they basically say, you know, this is a chicken for two. You're supposed to split it. And uh, I said, oh, I could eat that all by myself. 
and handsome scoffed, and I think you should be careful with yourself because you don't know who you're tangling with. I've taken on many eating challenges and always come out victorious, save one incident. I once sat down and ate an entire watermelon in an hour. It's a great parlor trick because it's right. just flavored water, essentially. But it's a spectacular-looking feat to sit there and eat an entire watermelon. So I did it once, and then informed by that experience, I, ch- I was challenged again. I said once at uh, I, I, in front of my friends, I can eat uh, an entire watermelon. They said, let's bet on it, and uh, so we did. And I got uh, you know maybe 10 minutes in. Here's the thing with me. I qu- so I and, and then I quit. I said I'm not I'm not doing this anymore. Right. And they said you lose and I said no, it's bets off. I eat the the key is it has to be for pleasure. I right. don't I don't eat just for the competition of it. I'm not some remorseless eating machine. I'm I'm a man after all <laughs> with refined tastes. And on that night that watermelon was not was very not tasty. What you wanted to eat. It wasn't good. It just right. wasn't a good watermelon. If it's a good watermelon, You'd goodbye watermelon. Thing. I get it. I get it. If it's not good, if it has that, but I don't know, not that's... finished taste to it yet, then no, thank you. Honestly, though, that sounds no. like a, it sounds like you going out and playing a playoff game in Green Bay and being like, "No, nope, it's too cold." I hear because you. Because a true competitor would have I gone on. I know, but I but this is not uh, a sport for this is not just a a nuts and bolts event. This is for pleasure's sake. You understand? I perform with passion or not at all. Yeah, but, but it's difficult. What we're talking about here is what I'm talking about specifically is a roast chicken. Okay, and, uh, that's and, easy. And I mean, a roast don't, chicken don't make bad roast chickens. It's difficult to, to I agree to make a bad roast chicken. I, I it's, it's, I'm inclined to say that you're right, but we could find a bad I'm one. Sure. But was, if we could find a place that we know that will meet my minimum standard, which is high, as I say, maybe a little nice dipping sauce of some sort or, or something. Anyway. I will eat an entire chicken over the course of a 60-minute podcast. So that's our next uh, event but, podcast. But let's, <laughs> let's also remember, what I, what I challenged you to do was eat the chicken and then immediately go on air to do um, your draft duties on TV. That's what actually what I was challenging oh, you to right, do. Right, Not right. specific. I don't necessarily doubt that you could you couldn't eat a, a full chicken. I wanted you to eat a full chicken and then thirty minutes All later right. be, on, about be on the live next, on TV. I'll <laughs> promote this too. Uh, this is a good chance to promote it and not sound uh, and not sound self promotional. Mm-hmm. I'm on the top 100 reaction show on Wednesday night as I am through the right. top 100 run here. We're moving on to 80 down to 71, and we'll talk about that on our second podcast this week, just like we did last week with that review. Um, how about I eat an entire chicken before doing that show? I, I'd be all for it. So that would be we're recording on Tuesday, so we could do that on a Wednesday or maybe next Wednesday. I'm next more than happy Wednesday, to consume Wednesday and, afternoon, we'll and, find you a roast chicken. Okay. And then you immediately go on air to do the Top 100 Perfect. show. Done and, and everyone done. who's watching who listens to this podcast will know... The reason Dave's a little green around the gills is that he's just eaten an entire <laughs> roast chicken. Well, the thing with me is is that I'm like a snake in that right. when I eat, you can see what I've eaten. You see the shape <laughs> of it show up in my belly. Right. So, you know, so there'll just be a big giant chi- chicken. headless chicken in your- poking out on my belly from right. atop the desk, poking out from uh, from above the desk there. Um, and uh, the reason uh, I got uh, – and the, the other thing, when you say it's Tuesday – when I mention it's Tuesday, that's because Tuesday is the day that the NFL announces who gets Super Bowl 52, a.k.a. Lie. Lee. 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 It's going to be a weird twi- switch, right, from yeah. X's to just L? 
Lee, Looks weird. Li- Super Bowl L. Yeah, you don't want to get Lie and Lee, Lee. confused. Right. Uh, yeah, right. Um, and then there's, after that, there's Lee. <laughs> and then there's just Liv. Lee. And then Liv. Liv. So we get Liv. We, so, yeah. so 54 will be L-I-I-V. L-I-V. Oh, Liv. L-I-V. Okay. You don't know your Roman numerals, do you? Do we get Licks? L-I-X? <laughs> At some point, you could get Licks. Um, anyhow, so the announcement has been made. Get ready, Drew Brees. I hope he's still not waiting on the line listening to the rest of the podcast because bad news for New Orleans and, frankly, bad news for us, Rank, because we oh. love New Orleans so much from our Super Bowl trip mm-hmm. there. I'm sure this one will be good. It's the Twin Cities, Minneapolis and St. Paul. So when we go there, assuming that we've got to go to St. Paul, let's just alive. let's just own St. Paul for yeah. the week. Let's take St. Paul. Everyone else will think I'm, we're going to. Oh, to we're going Minneapolis. to Minneapolis. No, St. Paul. I can't I wait like to find out about that. I can't wait to learn about that. I've been to Minneapolis once, but I have no knowledge of what is the story with that. What happens when there are two cities? Which is the one? I'm, I'm a moron. I can't think of what it is. What's the one in Europe that everybody loves to go to? The 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 city that is divided. Berlin? Berlin? No, no, no. Not Berlin. No. Well, that's not divided anymore. I don't no, know I if know, you heard the I news. No I the, no wall, the wall came down no a, a couple about. months ago. No, the one in, uh, in Turkey? What's the biggest city in Turkey? Istanbul? No. Not Istanbul. Okay. All right. <laughs> this is a great geography guessing game. I know. I can't think of what it is. There's a city that's divided. You should get your fancy producer to get the answer for you. That would be yeah. terrific, yeah. Black Tie. That would be awesome if that happened. Yeah. Rank, can you call your producer and uh, <laughs> see if he knows the answer to that? Oh, Mike. that was the... To, uh, so, so anyway, I'm going to eat a whole chicken. So that's one thing. That'll be a podcast. <laughs> Two, Rank, you're hosting the show on Thursday morning. So that's yes. 9 a.m. if you're Eastern, an yep. East Coaster. That's noon if you're in the U.K. Or one. Um, uh... I feel that super fan, two, two. super fan Neil Dutton's already taken the afternoon off. I'm sure right. if you follow Rank at Adam Rank on Twitter, he will provide the necessary info to call him up, and I'm sure you would enjoy that, right, Rank? I'd get love some it. Telephone calls. From, oh yeah, we'll take not it just over. around Southern California, but from from the UK. They yeah. might. They Let's might see if we can get, get one UK. That would be outstanding for, for Adam's new radio show. What is the um, name of that city? Budapest. Budapest. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yes, Budapest. Isn't right. that two cities? I've been there, but I don't recall seeing two oh, cities. Oh, really? Oh, well, then I'm confused then. Well, anyway, so the Twin Cities are going to host 52. <laughs> I'll have long since been terminated by yeah. the National Football League, so it won't be my concern to go up there. But it does seem interesting. I like those smaller towns based on the Indianapolis experience we had. I like It I, was great. They lo- Because New York City, as great as it is and fun and all that sort of thing, and as big as, you know, as electric as the streets are and everything, you didn't feel like, hey, it's Super Bowl week in New York. Right. Life just kept on going there. Just- Whereas Indianapolis, it was... You know, it was All a singular people. event for that town, and they acted like it, and they really wanted you to have a great time. I would expect, mi- uh, you know, Midwestern Minneapolis and St. Paul, you know, and to react in the Don't same way. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah, if the, if the world only had summer, I feel most people would live in Minneapolis. It's a great town, but... So I've heard, yeah. It's in, it's in February. Well, listen, well, they have the, see, the real question is what well, gives Indian- with St. Paul? Well, Indianapolis was great because it was... Pretty much all in one square. Mm-hmm. You were right. downtown. You had a, a covered walkway to the convention center and all that stuff. And even if you wanted to go out in the cold, it wasn't huge. It wasn't super. It wasn't 
completely spread out, so it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious how Minneapolis is going to... Well, I know that it has all those covered walkways, but my exposure so far, at least in my life, to Minneapolis, I hope to still be employed at that time, although, you know, who knows, um, to Dave's point. Um, I, I, the first time I ever came to the U.S., I actually, the first place I landed in a plane was um, Minneapolis Airport. Huh. I think and then I neat. never went in the city, so I don't well, know any more top, than that. Which is a pretty good airport, though. I don't top remember. I, don't, I, it's, I mean, it was exciting for me. It was my first, the first time I'd ever set foot on American soil. Oh, yeah? I was excited to see some of the plus-size humans that were there. You must have been um, fascinated, because in Minneapolis, I believe, aren't they, uh, you know, aren't they about 98% blonde-haired? I didn't, I mean, that's not something I noticed. I was more, I, I was more caught by the size of the, these people. Well, that's true when you leave Los Angeles, too. Yeah, right. you get off uh, an airplane in Chicago or, shame the devil, Pittsburgh, PA. Yeah, you are struck by the fact, like, oh, yeah, the average size of people is different than it is yes. uh, in Southern California. You know what's interesting, or maybe not, <laughs> Indiana, Indiana has a city called Indianapolis. Mm. Mini, Minnesota has a city called Minneapolis. Why mm. doesn't every state do that? Why isn't there a... Uh, Pennsylpopolis. Well, why isn't there? Why isn't there a Calipopolis? Polis is Greek for city. Well, right. So it would make perfect sense, right? Yeah. Well, that's why they're called that. I just hope if I am still working at the NFL that I don't have to go stay in St. Paul. No, I think we just agreed we want to st- is stay there, in St. Paul. I want to go wanna... visit it for the exotic culture that uh, Saint Paul only St. Paul can provide. Right. I want to get out of Minneapolis, the bustling Minneapolis, and head over. But I don't want to get stuck there. I feel like that if you lived in Saint, if you live in the Twin Cities and you're in Saint Paul, you probably have self esteem well, issues. Well, let's let's ask. I mean, the, we've got to have listeners in in one of those two beautiful towns. Mm-hmm. So maybe they yeah, can maybe they can tweet us and tell us what you know what what the difference are, is it differences are between the two places and sure. and why we w- should favor one over the other. And this isn't bashing either one of these fine oh. cities. I wish they would host the Hall of Fame game. Or maybe something like that, but Super Bowl <laughs> is February. Yeah, Canton's steamy in August. It might be yeah, nice actually, to take a retreat up to somewhere without mm-hmm. the humidity for, for that uh, first game of the season. So did they, did they find a room of people who have, A, never been to Minnesota during the winter, and B, who've never been to New Orleans? Like, you went to New Orleans for the last Super Bowl, and you're like... We can't have any more of this. This is too much fun. Now, it's the new stadium. The league loves putting when you have a new stadium up there and they want to showcase it, and this stadium does look uh, quite grand. It does look great. Although I have said, I don't want to get into it again, but they shouldn't have a dome on a. NFC North Stadium. Well, but the, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen. There's a sort of animation of what this stadium. I know it's look glass. Like, yeah, but it's glass. But the windows, like in Indianapolis, the window can open up. Oh, the windows here open sideways. Now, if they're worried about Teddy Bridgewater's arm and being able to cut through the the northern the winds, cold. the last thing they're going to want to do is because, as you know, anytime you open a window in your house at both ends. That comes flooding through there, and it's difficult to throw the ball. Teddy's or not do you like open that. it when uh, uh, quarter to quarter yes. when the opponent, when Jay Cutler is going into the wind, exactly. you open oh. that thing up? Yeah, sorry, we had to open the window. Someone, oh, wait, yeah. someone did something out there. Is there a rule that against we... that? There must be, but it would be oh, great if there be. weren't. That's a very modern rule to have. There aren't. I mean, it's not like they had retractable roof stadiums in the in 1979. This is a. They would have to. Yeah, the rules committee the rule would have co- to address that. The rule. The rule committee does meet every year, though. Yeah, I know, so but I, I don't recall reading that. Like, hey, but do you remember reading Lucas that rule change? Yeah, I'm you, sure can, you, can't, you have to I'm announce sure that it's going to be open. It has to be announced several hours before uh, the game. You can't. I think somebody should try it. By the way, if this is a new stadium thing, by the way, 
How long has Seattle had a new stadium? And they, they don't get a Super Bowl? Maybe they don't want it. You ever think yeah, about I, I that? Think, if they yeah. ask for it, I, would I don't imagine, remember if they <laughs> I would imagine Seattle has no ambition to have a Super Bowl. Last thing on the Super Bowl up in, uh, up in the Twin Cities, what are the chances that the Minnesota Vikings will be playing the first ever home game in, Super Bowl in the I, Super Bowl? Uh, not happening. I know, I know that the Rams kind of sort of played a home game, but that was sort of the 49ers. not exactly right. Sort of the 49ers. The 49ers. We always talk about this every year. The 49ers didn't kind of sort of play a home game. They played a home game, just not in their stadium. Yeah. yeah, Stanford. That that's as close as that, that's the same yeah, thing. The LA Rams. Right. I forgot. You're right. you're right. I was trying to think about that. Like, wait, when was there a Super Bowl in the in Candlestick Park? Yeah, right. Um, so no, you say no chance. Three years from now, it's you, the Vikings. You, four, Let's be serious. Actually, Bridgewater. What state will they be it's, in? It's the will Adrian of, Peterson still be no, there? No, it'll be the end of Adrian Peterson if he's still he's on the not team. Even be there. And Teddy Bridgewater will no longer be their quarterback. So you're saying that Teddy Bridgewater won't pan out? That's what I'm saying, Dave. Corderell Patterson, Anthony Barr, some interesting stuff going on up there. You don't think there's uh, interesting stuff on every NFL team, but is there a cohesive unit? No. Yeah. One last thought. You for know the you. Cardinals probably have oh. one of the best chances of any like of going into a season and thinking about that. I'm sure if I actually sat down to really hammer this out, I could think of a couple of examples. But the Cardinals this year. Could very well be in the mix. It's so true. It's so true. Well, like I said about the Bears and uh, and the Packers at the top of the show, I think the NFC North may just overtake the uh, the West um, by uh, by the end of 2014. Anyway, all right, let's wrap the show up here, handsome, real quick. Let's talk about this list. So we have the Mountain. What well, position would he play? I, we I say defensive end. He's a JJ Watt. I like and him. I like he's him. tall though. He's six. He's like Ed Two Tall Jones mm-hmm. from the Cowboys. I like. I mean, um, I, I, yeah. I think that that's a nice place. That's a nice fit for him. Who was the guy the Bengals drafted last year? The big Estonian. Von. Oh, not Vontez Perfect. No, no, the guy no. from. Uh, yeah, I know. The who big you're talking Estonian about. guy who um, a, a friend of mine coaches. How coach, sad. I can't conjure I know, his I name. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about it, so I can't remember his name. But if, if maybe Black Tie will get to, get it to us tomorrow. Um, he he coaches uh, he coached at SMU and he said he he arrived there and all he used to do was block kicks and I can imagine that yeah. the mountain you put him you put him over center on field goal duty and he be he blocked pretty much every kick in the specialized NFL there's no role for a six foot nine man made of of muscle right Marcus Hunt by the Marcus way Marcus Hunt oh thank you Black Tie uh, see look at that I like that Black Tie if you have any to contribute here. Um, I say for QB, I'm going to go a little bit, uh, you know, a little against the grain here. There are a lot mm-hmm. of candidates that might uh, jump to mind more quickly. I'm going Aya Stark at really? quarterback. Undersized. Well, look look who just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, Russell Wilson was undersized too. I like her but body language. She is, she's confident and she loves to exactly learn. That's exactly right. And she studied with a master. Her right. footwork is unparalleled. Coachable. We know that. Coachable. She's from, I mean, just like a, being a Manning. You know, she's from a lineage of field generals, Mm -hmm. you know, just like Ned, just like Rob. All right. So things didn't work out so well for either one of them. But the point is that she has regal bloodlines. That's what you want under center there. I think uh, I think, you know, you could do a lot worse and roll with her. I I I think I think she's she has a little bit of Manziel as well to her. What do you think about Hodor Black Tie? Not Hodor for me. I would say the one guy that sticks out is at wide receiver. Prince Obert. I think he hmm. fits the diva mode of, you know, just really being all about himself, all about his mission. He doesn't really care what's going on in the rest of the field. He's only worried about the guy in front of him. He's he's a one-on-one guy, you know? 
has all oh, that. Oh, he's a one. He, yeah, he definitely likes man, <laughs> man to man, man yeah. to man. But he doesn't mind zone as well. He'll he'll play he'll play against two. Yeah, that's how he rolls. So definitely him at wide receiver, and I'll go uh, Tywin Lannister. I would go just like I would go middle linebacker for him, the leader of the defense. Because all Tywin Lannister does is defend the Lannister name. Oh, I got to give him. About, I got to give him a headset though. I think yeah, he belongs yeah. on the he, sideline. He used to. He, by the way, be, he's, a, he's a Hall of Fame middle linebacker. He might exactly. But he's that's moved, that's, that's, that's a trend of his career. He started off as a linebacker and then moved on, like All a right. Mike Singletary type. So this is going to be up on NFL.com by, I would imagine, Wednesday at the latest, depending on when you're listening to it. The, the well, it'll be still a, be Wednesday no matter when you're listening to this. That's true. Um, a, a, a fair point. But you'll find it if you look for it on Wednesday <laughs> or after. You'll probably. But if you look for it on right. Tuesday, you'll be like, what? What's happening? Yeah. They promised it. See, that's, I don't know. It's a hard. I like, I like where you're going with it. Grammatically, I, sure I may not have been sound, but I think you follow. What I don't the want point. you to do is commit us to something that, you know, physically within physics and time no, travel is no, impossible. No, that's not my way. Um, Jamie Lannister presents an interesting case, though. You know, he's a, See, a former righty. Now he's a lefty. So what, yeah. where, what what role can you find? I think that his football comparison is Ronnie Lott. You know, everybody hails Ronnie Lott for continuing, even though he lost a bit of a finger. By that logic, then, you know, Jamie Lannister is destined for the Hall of Fame. Right. He doesn't even have a hand, and he's going to keep playing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a nice position for him. Otherwise, I'd, I'd have liked him at running back because I think his stiff arm would be would be magnificent <laughs> with that with that golden hand to yeah. put in someone's face. Well, that's an interesting point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that idea. Um, we got to find a place for Ramsey Snow. Hmm. He's, he's on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Got to sure. be. Yeah, he's, he's, he's mean. He's I'll tell you, before he's maybe that a safety. though, uh, Brian of Tarth, her uh, her squire. He he was a squire for uh, Tyrion as well. He can't do center. anything. I would go center for him. Why? He like he's not guy. good at anything. He's not good. Well, no, he seems like the guy who wants to please the quarterback. You know, it's like, oh, I'm here for you. All right, he can get everything. He can be the water like, boy. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. He he may be a backup back. If we need to get him on the field, he may be a fullback or something. But now you not. mentioned Brienne of Tarth, the uh, the rangy, uh, toe headed. Uh, lady who can mm-hmm. fight with anybody. Now I'm going to put her a tight end. I like her skill set too much to, to just hips, make her one the of the grunts. Too stiff. Left tackle for me. I think know? no. I think she's uh, a Gronkowski incarnate. You know, maybe she could. In fact, Gronkowski, as we talked about on the last podcast, would probably fare well in the Seven Kingdoms. I like her as an inline blocker at tight end, but I'm not sure yeah. she's going to. She's yeah, not going to get down the yeah. seam. I think. I think she'll refine her game, a la Heath Miller. You know, right. he'll he'll she'll start out. As just being an a, an extra rugged inline blocker, but I think over time she's going to develop mm-hmm. the skills okay. that it takes to uh, to get. The who's game. coaching her? Who's, well, her? who's the offensive coordinator? Co- I mean, I, I I believe that putting the team together, apart from you, obviously, is a uh, is Littlefinger, uh, yeah. who, whose maneuvers um, have been excellent. So but like Doctor Jerry Buss, uh, some some in the league, some of the ones who live up on Mount Pius will not like the treats, the fringe benefits. That the players get right, but Littlefinger, you know, you know, they, they, you know, Jerry Buss was uh, was well known for delivering some friends to the locker right. room after the after a tough game to his Lakers. Littlefinger, same thing. Has, I think Littlefinger yeah. will say like, "Come by my place. I got I got a lot of uh, friends. I want you to meet yeah, players." Exactly. I got Jon Snow as the offensive weapon. You know, like he's a guy that keeps switching teams. He's either you know he's either a Stark and then ah, he's a pro. Interesting. Then he's behind the wall. 
So he's a Darren teams, Sproles, exactly. In other words. A special mm-hmm. teams guy who can you know catch it out the backfield, do a couple of things, maybe line him up a wide receiver. He's a skillful dude. The other guy who I like, um, you know, used to be excellent in this role as a ball carrier is Theon Greyjoy. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> um, recent events, he, he, he fumbled and, and lost the ball a little too often. But um, I think but I think that it's okay to laugh at that black tie. That's a funny thing that he just said. I agree, it is. <laughs> He's Good. a once great ball carrier. But but we can I fi- think he reeks, him the ball. he reeks of uh, oh, of, of desire. That's a pun. That, he that reeks to, uh, of the uh, of desperation to show that just feed him as many balls as you can feed him over the course of the game because there's not too many. He can, I mean, right. he, that's all he wants right yeah. now. Exactly. You understand? Mm-hmm. All right, so we're off to a good start. We'll finish this list off. Like I say, look for it Wednesday or beyond. It'll be up there for you. And, uh, and that's it for us, I think, today. Thanks, Handsome Hank, for jumping in here. Uh, rank best wishes with the uh, radio show on Thursday. Thank Make you, sure sir. you tune in there again. It's eight thirty ESPN K L A A and follow at Adam Rank, and I'm sure he'll tweet all the details to you so you can join him for the three hour fun fest that uh, surely awaits your ears. And uh, and of course, thanks to Drew Brees and Can Am Spider, and we'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce. Like, oh, we have EJ Manuel coming up. Uh, the Bills EJ Manuel, really? EJ Manuel. Yep. Oh, the Bills EJ Manuel. Oh, that <laughs> that's really going to be good now. Yep. <laughs> Sammy Watkins and the rest. That's a that's an interesting team, as you it say. Interesting, interesting things team. happening all over the NFL as we speak here. It's the time for optimism. So we'll look forward to catching up with the guys. He gets ready for a sophomore year. But with that said, in the meantime. Thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, You're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit Hellman's.com. 